0: And welcome to Partake. Today I want to talk about the Christian disciple and worship. The psalmist writes in Psalm 105, verses 1 to 6: Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to him. Yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. Exalt in his holy name. Rejoice, you who worship the Lord. Search for the Lord and for His strength. Continually seek Him. Remember the wonders He has performed, His miracles and the rulings He has given, you children of His servant Abraham, you descendants of Jacob, His chosen ones. One of the very essential growth elements for Christian disciples, along with prayer and Bible reading, is the requirement to publicly worship. There is a meaning of worship whereby our very life is to be a spiritual act of worship, according to Paul in Romans 12. However, by worship, I want to talk about public acts of worship, as in a church or chapel service. When worshipping, the Christian disciple gives respect, honour and glory to God. When this is done in reverence, in truth, and in submission to the Lord Jesus Christ, then the Christian disciple continues to mature and grow spiritually. But why do Christian disciples worship? Perhaps the greatest reason that we worship is because God commands it. The Ten Commandments, Exodus chapter 21, insists that God alone is worshipped, adored, and paid homage to. As humans, we are made in His image. And as Christian disciples, he owns us because we claim Jesus to be our Lord and our Master. And so it is right and just that we give worship to this God who paid the penalty for sin so that we may be his children and that we can call him Father, the intimacy of worship. As Christian disciples, we discover an inner personal satisfaction when God is worshipped and adored, both for the present and in the future. Romans 12 verse 2, Colossians 3 verse 24. Another reason to give worship is that God deserves our worship. All of God's attributes demand that we revere and worship Him. His holiness, goodness, love, mercy, and providence are but a beginning as to why He and He alone is worthy of our worship. It is by His grace alone that we can worship Him. But what is worship? Worship is by way of act, attitude or thought. A way of giving supreme honor and reverence to God. As Christian disciples, God Almighty alone is worthy of our reverence, submission and worship. There are many other things that are worshiped and thus are gods with a small g money, careers, possession, now other people are 21st century examples of things which are worshipped by humans. In the Bible there's lots of things that were we'll worshipped. Thus the threat of materialism is a huge danger to Christian disciples because the worship of material possessions takes the supreme place of worship to God and some Christian disciples have been duped by it. But the The Bible clearly states that God alone is to be worshipped for God is to carry the worshipping Christian disciple and not the Christian disciple to carry the worshipping God. So how do Christian disciples worship? In some church services a general confession of sin comes at the start. This is because before engaging in exultant praise Christian disciples should approach with penitence and examine their inner selves, just as Isaiah did in Isaiah chapter 6. We also gather in expectation of having met God and that he will receive the worship. Worship services should consist of more than just singing songs. The church is 2,000 years old and in that time a lot of resources can be found to help people worship apart from singing songs. There are items like responsive prayers and psalms, whereby prayers and psalms are spoken before the congregation to each other and to the leader. There are times of silence or times of spoken liturgy where truths of God are both spoken and heard. Saying the Apostles' Creed or Nicene Creed help build the body in affirming their joint belief. Times of worship should be more diverse than just singing songs and should express the cultural and personality diversity of the people worshipping. Other core parts of some worship services are the Holy Communion and Baptisms. These were fundamental in churches in the New Testament period and are just as important today. Holy Communion is where we as Christian disciples remember Jesus' death for our sin, acceptance of his death for us, and our dependence on Him for our spiritual life. Baptism is where Christian disciples identify with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I hope to elucidate on these two sacraments next time. The third element of worship is the reading and preaching of the Bible. This is where God's Word is read in public. This is where God's Word is preached, so as that God's word can be applied to the hearers lives the whole of a church worship service should be where the spiritually comfortable are made discomforted, and that those spiritually uncomfortable are comforted from 1 Corinthians 14 verse 25 worship should also be where non-Christians present can proclaim God is really among you and so often our church worship services are flat feeble and spiritually weak. At one extreme in churches we have worship services that are flippant and no consideration to make worship an awe-inspiring time of devotion to an awesome God. At the other extreme we have worship services where everybody looks like they've been sucking on lemons, where grace is lacking. Somewhere in between is where public worship should be. In the broad spectrum of being neither trivialized nor graceless is where our church worship services should be. Sometimes we need to worship even if we don't feel like it and we should pray for God to help us to worship Him. Over all this is 1 Corinthians 14 verse 26 which plainly states everything that is done must be useful to all and build them up in the Lord. Public worship is for encouragement of the worshiping group of believers and not for the individual worshipper. For more to think about, please do read 1 Corinthians 14 verses 26 to 39. Ask yourself the following questions, writing them down if you can, and see how you respond or react to them. Then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend? so that you can pray over any issues together. Question one, when I attend worship services, is it for the encouragement of others or just for myself and my own self edification? Question two, what are my favorite elements of worship and how should I react to those elements that I don't particularly like? Question 3. Does my life of Christian discipleship match the words I sing and the words I speak in church worship services? As ever, if you have any comments to make on this, please do contact me at partake at hotmail.co.uk I would love to hear from you, and if these are making any difference at all to your continual Christian discipleship. Thank you.